This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for tricking my husband into eating the food I cooked by making him think his mom sent it? My husband, Mickey, Mickey, loves his mom's cooking. He always praises her for the food she makes and even mentioned it in his groom speech at the wedding. That's red flags. I consider myself a good cook. In fact, I'm going to just say that I'm even better than his mom. But the problem is he doesn't even want to try my cooking or give me a chance to prove it. I thought this would change after marriage, but five months later, nothing's changed. What does he eat if he's not eating what I'm cooking? He has requested that his mom send him a meal every day to eat for dinner after getting off work, except for the weekend where we go over to her house to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert there. There we go. Every single day, he'd come home and ask if his mom sent him a meal. I grew irritated by this, and whenever I tried to offer him to taste any of the wasted food I cook, he'd lay in bed and say he's full. So I came up with an idea. I cooked him the same meal his mom sent that day and put it aside till he got home. He asked if his mom sent a meal for dinner, and I said yes and served him my own version of the meal, not hers. He didn't notice anything different. He ate the whole thing with no hesitation while I sat across from him asking questions about how good the meal was. He went on and on praising it, saying how perfect, exceptional it was, and how it was just what he needed after a long day at work. I smiled and said, you're welcome. He froze and looked at me for a minute, looked down at the plate and then back at me and said, wait, you made this, didn't you? I said, with my own hand and from scratch. His face suddenly went red and he got upset and said this was not cool. I told him he never even gave me a chance to show him how good my cooking is and that he's probably just used to his mom's cooking and is rejecting any other alternatives, which is unfair to me. He said that I shouldn't have lied to him and basically tricked him into eating food that he has no idea where it came from. I said he liked it and admitted that it was good good. So what's the issue? He got up from his seat, threw the napkin, and said that I was unbelievable and then walked out. He got quiet the rest of the evening and then posted about it on his Facebook in a vague post about being tricked into eating someone's food like that. I felt guilty and bad thinking maybe I really shouldn't have done this, but I was frustrated with how he kept turning down every meal I tried to cook him and then say, no thanks. I prefer my mom's food. Am I the asshole? (laughs) We're just going to do this instead of words. We'll just be giving this and this and this and this dude. Okay. Here's my question. The question was, am I the astronaut for tricking my husband into eating the food I cooked by making him think his mom sent it? No, 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 
You are not the asshole for trying to make the man you married try your food instead of mommy's one time. They've been married for five months and that's it. Isn't this something that you would probably have known about before getting married? And if so, I would think that that would be enough of a red flag at that time to where you'd be like, okay, I love you. I want to marry you, but we got to address this one thing before we go through with this, because this is some teat latched Oedipus level bullshit that isn't going to fly. It's just not going to fly, brozo. I get preferring your mom's cooking. I understand that. You grew up on it. After all, you've experienced it longer. You've developed the taste around it. I understand. However, in my opinion, it is extremely disrespectful to your wife to just not even give it a chance and to just automatically knock her down a peg and say, there's no way you're going to be as good as my ma. Ma, the meatloaf, the better meatloaf than my wife's. I automatically just kick her down and say, no, you're not going to be as good as my mom cooks it. So therefore, I will eat nothing but my mother's food every day for the rest of my life, except for, well, nope, including weekends too. But instead of her sending a meal over on those days, we're going to go over there and eat three meals, two days on the weekend. The one thing in all of this that feels like it maybe, maybe might make it okay-ish, kind of not really, but a little bit more, is that if there's some kind of dietary need or restriction that that she knows how to make all the ingredients to work around. In that case, wife could do the same thing and would do the same thing, would want to do the same thing. I don't think that's the case. Otherwise, it would have been mentioned here, right? It's just a preference. He likes mommy's food better. But when you get married, you're officially saying to the world, I'm a grown ass man now. And the person that you are agreeing to respect and love for the rest of your life deserves your respect and love for the rest of your life. This feels like misdirected love, does it not? It feels like love that should should be directed to his wife, an appreciation that should be directed to his wife that is only focused on his mom, like the eye of Sauron that is just beaming with this intensity that is really awkward. And that's why I'm like, how did they get married in the first place? She had to have known about this in the first place, right? Surely she has sent a meal every effing day for the five months they've been together and before Unless he went directly from living at home with mom straight to living with his wife after getting married, which isn't unreasonable given this situation. I'm guessing mommy packs a lunch for him as well. Because if he is this latched onto it and won't even eat his wife's food, he probably isn't going to eat from anywhere else going out, which makes me think there's some kind of dietary restriction. But it would have been mentioned. This is madness, though. To me, this is extremely disrespectful. It is extremely juvenile. Or there's something else going on. Like This could be some kind of psychological preference that really drills into an obsession in this area. There's something deeper going on here. I just don't know what it is. But it is enough of a red flag to where I would have expected OP to address this before agreeing to marry this man. There's no way that she didn't know it ahead of time, right? I mean, it's possible, but I just... NTA, this sucks. You're not the asshole for tricking him. I'll put it that way. You're a little bit of the asshole to yourself for not trying to dig into the root cause of this issue before getting married, because now you're married. And I get it. You married him with the, I just have to fix this one thing stipulation that is not a good reason to marry somebody. It's not a good reason to be with anybody either, thinking I can just change this one thing and everything will be perfect. Doesn't typically work out. I wonder what will happen given no change in this scenario at all. Let's say it keeps going exactly the way that it's going. What happens when they have kids? What food do the kids eat? 
that's going to be a disagreement. Thus, probably need to go ahead and solve this issue now. But yeah, his argument's gone. He has no idea where that food came from. More disrespect for your wife. He thinks you're getting ingredients out of the garbage behind Costco or some shit. I don't know. Might as well go ahead and hire her as the house chef now. But I'm guessing she's going to be overextending into other job descriptions as well. Just saying. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder once again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for begging my sister to let us adopt my nephew? That's an uncomfortable title. I just had a miscarriage three months ago and my husband and I tried so hard for that to be our sticky baby. A baby that sticks, term normally used after a miscarriage. Within the past year, we've had six miscarriages. We are devastated, but we are not willing to give up on trying for our own. Someday, it will happen. This past month, my sister welcomed her newborn into this world. He is my second nephew and the most precious thing in the world. I adore him so much. During my sister's pregnancy, I was a major part of it and she is aware of all of our losses and she knows how badly we want a baby. We want one so bad it hurts. After our miscarriage, we suggested we name her son after the baby we miscarried. His name would have been Noah. My sister said she found it a little intruding and ultimately declined. We were devastated, but we respected her decision. Once it got closer to her induction date, we suggested giving her a ride there and I offered to be in the room with her. I begged her to let me cut his umbilical cord and for him to be placed on my chest immediately after birth but she wouldn't let me. I felt such a connection with him since the moment I heard his heartbeat and I feel like he is the piece of us that is missing and a child we lost. This past week, my sister has been telling us how hard motherhood is and we offered to adopt him and treat him as our own. We want him so badly and we love him to pieces. My sister declined and asked that I give her space and not contact her for a little while while she gets her mind straight. We begged her and told her how much this would mean to us. She is currently struggling financially as well. My husband and I plan on calling CPS and an adoption lawyer to see what they think is best for him. And my family has since been calling and telling me I'm an asshole and to leave my sister alone. They also demanded we get help, but all I'm trying to do is get custody of my nephew. Am I the asshole? Yes. Yeah, yes, you are definitely the asshole. If there has been some kind of change in circumstances that has put this child in danger, that's when you call CPS. You don't call CPS because you think you can give them a better life and you think that this is the soul of the child that you lost. There's no guideline for that. There's no precedent that is like, yes, Aaron, your favor here. No, 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 no. This this is a ask on one offense immediately. And you have to understand, oh my goodness, you have to understand that your sister has handled this better than anyone else in the world would have. Because what you are doing is going way over the line. The line was like eight miles ago and y'all are so far past it now that you can't even see it anymore. You've convinced yourself that this is okay. This is not okay. Reverse the roles. Put yourself in your sister's shoes. And I know that's going to be impossible for you to do because of what you've been through. And there's no way that you can't carry that through to see things without that filter. That filter is a part of your worldview now. It's an experience. It's a trauma. It's part of who you are now. I get that. But 
pretend for a second that you are your sister and your sister is hard selling you on trying to let them have your baby, your baby, not the baby that you were planning on giving up for adoption, not a baby that you were planning on not keeping a child that you brought into this world with every intention on loving and caring and raising. They are just like, we're pretty sure that this is our kid that we lost. He somehow just magically transported over to your body. He's in you now and we can give him a better life. If you don't give him to us, we're going to, number one, keep badgering you about it. We're going to pretend to help, but we're only going to help so that we can get close enough to you to try to hard sell you on this and to get as many opportunities at bats as possible. And then if you say no, we're going to call CPS and get an attorney and try to convince a court of law that we can provide this kid a better life. And once you have pretended that your sister came at you with all of that, you can probably see that you are not just a little bit of an asshole. You are the maximum severity of asshole. You have entered a territory that is reserved for evil people because of what you're asking is so far over the line. And you are going to be lucky, lucky if you ever get to see this child. Because you crossed a line that your sister now has to look at and say, I can't allow this person to be near my child ever for their safety. How are you to be trusted? Even after she said no, you begged and told her how much it would mean to you, not the baby, to you. Tip your hand right now. You may be able to give him a better financial life, but this is about you. This is not about this kid. And you tipped your hand right then when you said it would mean so much to you. Even if it were about the kid, you're off your rocker and you're to ask on one territory. I understand that miscarriage can be a deeply traumatic thing. I understand that. I understand that trying for a baby is a painful journey that can leave you with scars even if you are successful. I understand that. But when you start pushing that upon other people and in a way that makes them extremely uncomfortable and asking them to do things that you shouldn't be asking, it's not okay. It is okay that you have those scars and your worldview has changed now. It is not okay that you abuse relationships and cross borders. Your sister handled this much better than anyone else could have. And I say that because she's like, could you give me a little bit of space while I get my head right? Instead of what I feel like most people would do in this situation, they'd be like, please check your mailbox for the restraining order that's on its way. Also, bye. No contact forever. And that's where this is probably heading. And maybe that's what her sister is doing. But she just asked for space so she could get her head right so that they wouldn't do something drastic. Ask on one all the way. What the hell? This is not okay. And if someone asked us this question, it would have been an immediate no contact forever. And there would have been a restraining order. We would have tried for one, at least. Zero trust. And you'd always, always have to be looking over your shoulder for this person. And OP's husband is going along with this too. We don't know from what angle. It could just be like, this is something that his wife has latched onto so hard that he has no choice but to go along with it. He could be drinking the Kool-Aid here too. He could be all over it. The only solution to any of this for you, OP, is therapy. And tell your therapist all of this and they'll have a pretty good idea of what they have to work with here but this is not okay and if you can't see that really need therapy like maybe you need to turn off contact with pretty much everybody and just dive into straightening this mess out Hey 
there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for kicking out a pregnant lady from my birthday party? I-27 male had a birthday party two weeks ago. My mother had planned a surprise party for me at my house since she has a spare key. She invited my 26 male cousin and his 26 female pregnant wife. I don't have anything against my cousin, but I do with his wife. For some backstory, my cousin used to live with me when he was in college. In his third year of college, he met his now wife. It was all fine until in his last year of college, his girlfriend moved in with us. For the first weeks, it was all right. But then she started coming into my room and stealing my money, which I confronted her about, and she said that she hadn't done it. This kept on for two more weeks until I kicked them out, and since then, me and my cousin haven't talked much other than in his wedding. Now, back to my birthday party. Me and my cousin were catching up with each other. It was all going good until I said, how has yours and your wife's life been after the wedding? He was going to respond until his wife said, stop being nosy. That's none of your business. And I said, well, sorry. After that, I walked away as I was talking with my mom, and I saw my cousin leave to his car and come back in with a big balloon. And his wife said, listen up, everybody. I have an announcement to make. We'll be doing our gender reveal here and i said no you won't and she said you can't stop me bring the balloon as my cousin is walking to her i grabbed the gender reveal balloon out of his hand ran outside and let the balloon fly away without popping it after that i walked back in and kicked them out of my party and my cousin screamed at me because i ruined his gender reveal and his wife is crying and half the guests leave and say i'm a bad person for what i did i haven't talked to them since my family thinks i'm a bad person for what i did so am i the astronaut? Candy Thunder included the top comment for us. NTA, people need to stop hijacking other people's events to save money. At least ask the person before you announce crap at their occasion. How selfish and self-centered do you have to be to make someone else's party about you? The top comment was on point, and I feel like it helps clarify for me because as I'm reading through the end of this, I'm like, was it too far? I mean, gender reveals are typically like a scheduled thing where people come over, like a birthday party, right? It's an event. It is not like a sideshow. They turned it into a sideshow, and maybe that was a money thing. Maybe that's why they did it. No matter what, I think the top commenter here that says, at least ask the person before you announce crap at their occasion, that is the thing that sealed the deal for me. And it was like, yes, okay. If it needs to be a sideshow and it's like a minor attraction at the main event, cool, whatever, you need to get permission to do it first and not just try to hijack it and then not be just a crazy bee about how you hijack it too and publicly argue with the person who's saying no. The person whose birthday party it was. If birthday boy has to speak up and be like, yo, you're being disrespectful, maybe you listen to that, you know? Maybe you do. Maybe you listen to that. So the question was, am I the astronaut for kicking out a pregnant lady from my birthday party? So that's what everybody's saying you're an asshole for? Because you kicked her out because she was pregnant? Not because she's a thief. Not because she's rude as F. Because she's pregnant. Well, you know, pregnancy isn't a license to do whatever the F you want. It's a license to do some things. Not this. NTA. Let's go ahead and make it official. NTAOP. No, it wasn't the fact that she was pregnant. It was the fact that she was extremely rude and supposedly a thief. So now, surely your mom knew about the relationship strain there. Surely that wasn't kept a secret. Maybe it was. And that was an honest accident. You might be asking your mom if she knew about it, though. If she knew they were going to bring up the uh, gender reveal. Otherwise, why were they there? Ma, what'd you do, ma? Don't understand it. Hey, 
Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the Astronaut for not being able to recall how I, 68 female, allegedly poorly treated someone, 33 female. I spend time with my daughters, their husbands, and children every few months. They also come to my house for their year-end holidays. On the other hand, I see my son and his wife and kids once a year, but it has been six years since they last joined us for Christmas. I really wanted to gather all my kids and their families for Christmas this year, so I started talking to my son early on. At first, he made the same excuses as before, why he doesn't fly to us as there's no nonstop flight to my city. He doesn't want to subject the little toddlers to potential flight cancellations due to inclement weather, etc. Upon pressing further, I learned it's his wife who refuses to do the holidays with us if the celebrations are hosted in my house. Of course that hurt my feelings, so I begged my son to put his wife on the phone. She only ever answers my text messages and never my phone calls, but I needed to talk to her this time. It was a very curt call, which ended in her telling me to expect an email. Finally, several hours later, I checked my email and it shows a long list of the times I overstepped boundaries per my son's wife. Some of the items on the list are as old as about 10 years ago and honestly, I have no recollection of most of these. Some of the things that are mentioned are me trying to name their boys when they were born. Allegedly, I blame my son's wife for the decline in his fashion choices. Me allegedly telling his wife I was disappointed they didn't own a house and kept renting in Los Angeles, etc. There's a list with dates and more. As far as I'm concerned, I've only been welcoming to my daughter-in-law, cooking her favorites when they come to visit on non-holidays, making their stay comfortable, and so on. I texted my daughter-in-law and admitted that I don't recall most of the things she emailed and alleged that I've done. I called my son and asked him to back me up and reassure his wife that I love them all and maybe she just misinterpreted what I've been saying. Am I the astronaut for not having any memory of allegedly mistreating my son's wife? How do I go from here? It's hard to consider apologizing for things I don't recall doing or saying. I shared with one of my daughters the email and she said that his sister-in-law is just looking for situations to document and to let them be if they don't want to join us for the holidays. So the question is, am I the astronaut for not being able to recall how I allegedly poorly treated someone. The axe forgets what the tree remembers. I don't know that that's the overall verdict or moral of the story here, but it is an important thing to consider. Yes, the aggressor typically doesn't remember the harm that they've inflicted to someone else. The victim in the situation, the person who feels the pain, they do remember. So this could be 100% legit, and she could be a very abrasive personality that, at least to his wife, comes across very harshly. Enough that it was worth documenting to her or remembering, at least the year of, remembering when it happened happened up to 10 years ago, those things were a big enough deal for her to remember and write on a freaking list. Now, jumping on the phone and not being able to communicate that and saying expect an email, like there's a part of this that I do not like about how the wife approached. I understand wanting to take your time and make sure that you don't say anything that you'll regret. I understand that. And I am a person who needs to process a response before I give a response, because if it's a delicate situation like this, I want to be sure that I'm saying what I really feel and not what just flies out of my mouth. Funny because I'm live streaming reaction right now. You know what I mean, though. If it's a big deal, you want time to formulate your response. You want to make sure that you're saying the right thing. So I get that, but it just feels very standoffish, her behavior this whole time. The other big problem that I have with this is that if this was enough for them to basically go no contact with her for six years, so what she's mentioning was 10 years ago, so there was four years of BS that happened that forced them to go no contact, basically. So this son, OP's son, knew this was all happening. And instead of being like, okay, all right, ma, here's what's going on. Here's why we can't go. Just made excuses. 
Nobody sought a solution here at all. Their solution was just to go no contact with her. And that sucks. I get it. Some people can't be changed and abrasive personalities are abrasive personalities. And sometimes the solution is to just create distance and keep distance there. I understand if OP is one of those people who cuts with words without even realizing what they're saying, then it's unlikely that she's going to change her behavior. And if it is that big of a deal to OP's wife, I get it. How they approached it kind of sucks. That's my only problem with it here. Here's my other thing for OP. If you can't remember doing it, and if it's not a big deal to you, and if you truly want to have a relationship with these people, what's the harm in apologizing for it? If you can't remember doing it, you could just as easily say that you you don't remember doing it, but you're sorry. If that happened, you're sorry. Don't say that. That's going to suck. Just apologize. Just apologize for it. If you want to have a relationship with them, apologize. You got to eat your frog, swallow your pride here, and just apologize for it. And also be very careful around her moving forward, because if you do want to have a relationship with these people, you're going to have to adjust how you deliver things. Clearly. Am I the astronaut for not being able to recall how I allegedly poorly treated someone? I don't feel like that's the question we should be answering here. No, you're not the asshole for not being able to remember something. I think the best summary question here could be, am I the asshole for not apologizing for something that I don't remember doing in order to reconnect with my son's family and start a relationship with them again? And then it would be, yes, yes, you are the asshole for not apologizing for that because there is a reward for it. There's no reward for not apologizing here. Is there? I'm not seeing one. It feels like now I look at it from that angle. OP's son in this case is trying to keep the peace in his bubble. That's it. He's not trying to keep overall peace. He's not trying to foster connections with anyone. He's not trying to keep a big, happy family. He's just trying to make sure and avoid war at all costs. And sometimes that means staying in his home country. You know what I mean? He knows he's got maybe a strong personality here with strong opinions. He knows he's got a strong personality here with strong opinions. And the best thing he can do is keep him apart. But man, it feels like the right thing to do is to try to find a way that they can have a relationship. Maybe that's not the case, but it feels like an everyone sucks here. That's the direction I'm going to take it because it feels like everyone could do something better. Everyone could absolutely be doing something better and or differently. Everybody sucks here. There's a way to solve this. Everybody's choosing themselves. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, this time with a follower-submitted AITA story. This one is, am I the astronaut for not wanting to name my baby after my father-in-law? I, 22 female, have been with my now husband, 21 male, for five years, married three months, for a little bit of context. My family background is pretty much poor white trash. My husband is middle class. We met in our junior year in high school, and since then, we've been inseparable. Keep in mind that my husband has never cared where I come from. So now onto the story. We had been dating for a few years when he proposed to me while he was entering his apprenticeship with his current company that also paid for his college. When we got married, he was two months from graduating the program with a full-time job, guaranteed after. 
doctor. We found out a week before he graduated that I was pregnant. We weren't trying, but we weren't preventing either because we were married and things seemed to line up for us. We were already renting a two-bedroom apartment because somehow it's cheaper than a one-bedroom townhouse in our area. We never asked for help and were pretty responsible. So when we went to tell my in-laws that I was pregnant, my mother-in-law took it very well and was excited for us, which I thought she honestly would be the one that didn't take it very well. If you knew her, you'd understand. My mother-in-law has been nothing but great and kind to me over the years and has told me multiple times that I'm the daughter she never had and she's glad that her son has me. Now come to the father-in-law's response. To say he was upset is an understatement. He told my husband that I was the biggest mistake that he could ever have, that I ruined his life by getting pregnant. And there we go. Told him that he would pay for the procedure so he didn't have to be parents so that I didn't ruin any future that my husband had. That I was white trash and he should have put a stop to it years ago. That he could believe I would ever be so stupid to get knocked up. My father-in-law also went on to say some more pretty hurtful things. My husband was getting pissed every single second that man was talking. My husband told him to shut the F up before he made him. He looked at his mom and told his mom, I'm sorry that you most likely will never get to see this child because your husband's mouth ruined it. You were always welcome at our place, but he is not. I sat there stunned and crying and really unsure of what to do because I would never have thought or even knew that he felt this way about me. There was no reason that he should think that way of me. I'm very responsible for my age. I wasn't into partying, etc. I had a job that paid pretty well. I was in school, furthering my education, paying for it myself. Hell, I even graduated in high school at the top of my class. Not quite valedictorian, but definitely in the top 20 out of like 350 kids. My husband was in the top 100. This was a few months ago. I'm now currently seven months pregnant with a beautiful baby boy. For his angel of a mom, we decided to just put the peace between us because it wasn't really fair to her. Considering she's reamed father-in-law's butt out. Father-in-law has yet to apologize for it. He also doesn't acknowledge me, which I'm fine with. We would go over to the in-laws for special occasions because of my husband's grandparents not being involved in the drama, and they're old and they're getting to the point where we don't know when they'll no longer be with us. But then the topic of what we were naming our son came up with his grandparents, mother-in-law's parents. It was suggested by someone that she used part of father-in-law's name as my son's middle name. I said, hell no, right then and there. I said, for someone who wanted me to get rid of the baby, why would you want your name associated? with him. Well, I guess my mother-in-law's parents didn't know that he had said that, and my husband's grandpa got fired up about it and laid into him. Father-in-law then called me a hormonal asshole, then walked away. My husband supports my choice, so am I the asshole? Context for the reasoning of the name. Father-in-law adopted my husband when he was 15. My husband didn't want a different last name from his brother and mom, so he took my father-in-law's last name as his middle name. So for example, fake names, my father-in-law's name is Joe Williams, and my husband's name was Thomas Harvey Smith. Well, after he was adopted, his name is Thomas William Smith. We are naming my son Harvey Lewis Smith, and that's why using my father-in-law's last name as a middle name was brought up. Okay, got it. So the question was, am I the asshole for not wanting to name my baby after my father-in-law? Absolutely not. You are not the asshole. We shall not bestow that title upon you tonight. You will not be called the asshole for some terrible thing that someone else did. No, ma'am. What an absolute ass bag of a guy. We're going to go ahead and give the sentence to father-in-law here. Straight to ass con one. There's no other place for him. What he did was absolutely terrible. It was an evil thing. There was absolutely no reason for it for her to be judged just by her upbringing, which she completely broke the cycle of. That's specifically the kind of person that you should be uber proud of. But instead, I don't know where his head's at here. This seems like a freaking Malfoy family conversation. Filthy mudbloods. This is Lucius Malfoy. That's who this guy is. That's father-in-law. He's Lucius. 
And that says all you need to say right there. You know what I'm really shocked about? I understood once OP said here, the only reason we go over to the in-laws house for anything is because of the elderly grandparents and we don't know how long it's going to be. Okay, but I wouldn't have gone. Hell no, I'm not going to put my wife in that terrible situation and make her super uncomfortable, especially while pregnant. Why the hell would I put my wife in that kind of situation? You know what? I'd have to reach out to the elderly grandparents and be like, hey, can we come see you separately before after something? Do you want to come by and see us? I don't know. We just can't all be in the same place because my dad is Lucius Malfoy. And they'll be like, who's that? And be like, it's a really, really bad dude. He's an asshole. He makes really bad choices. It's really tough to explain, but yeah, it just can't happen. That's the difference in how I would approach it. Like going over to the house at all is the one thing where I'm like, I was really, really proud of everything the husband did standing up for his wife. That one thing bothers the hell out of because it's kind of still allowing it to happen. And yeah, the dad just ignored her, but ignoring her is also taking action to do something. Inaction can be action. And in this case, it absolutely is. If that dude didn't apologize and effing mean it and prove it every damn time that he's around her, he doesn't get to be around. That's it. That's it. Everybody else in this story is great. Mother-in-law did the right thing. I know mother-in-law kind of the same thing. I think mother-in-law should have had some protective instincts of daughter-in-law here too, and not just chewed his ass out and not just demanded that he behave whenever she's over, but actually tried to change the situation and force him to apologize. Everybody in the story ripped his ass for it, except for OP. Everybody. I mean, she kind of did too. Whenever the whole name thing was brought up, she took her jab. But until then, everyone else in the story rips his ass for it. And he's like, you don't understand. Her blood is impure. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for not inviting my sister to my wedding because she didn't invite me to hers? I'm 24 female and I'm getting married in a few weeks. Seven years ago, my sister got married and I was so excited. I talked to her about the wedding, what dress I'll wear and if I could help her plan it. And she was always dismissive. And a few weeks before the wedding, she told me that it would be 18 plus. She said she wanted to exclude annoying kids and made this rule she can't make exceptions and all this crap. She also said that I was too young for the adult atmosphere and whatever. My 18th birthday was a week after the wedding. I was devastated and I begged my sister to let me come. I really wanted to be there and support her. My stepmom refused to go to the wedding as a result of all of that and my dad almost divorced her over it, among other things. I eventually accepted it and I told my sister that I would not invite her to my wedding. She scoffed and laughed and said I was being immature and I'll forget about it. My fiance's dad owns a massive yacht company. They rent out yachts, make repairs, and sell equipment. The wedding party will take place on a yacht which can accommodate 200 guests. She asked me about the wedding and I flat out told her she wasn't invited. She said I was being petty and how hurtful I was that her reasons were justified and it's in the past. To be honest, I feel that she just wants to be on the yacht and not so much support me. I told her she should have thought about that back then and now she understands how I feel and that she's only jealous that my wedding will be better than hers. My dad called me and said I need to stop being petty and invite her and our other family agrees. I told them no and after some arguing they respected it. My sister is being a bee about 
about it on Facebook. Edit, a friend suggested I should make my sister delete all the Facebook posts and write an apology letter saying why it was wrong to exclude me from the wedding. I think that's cringe, but what do you all think? Let me make sure I get that right. A friend suggested that OP makes her sister delete all the Facebook posts and write an apology letter, like force the sister to write an apology letter too. Who's going to force her to do that? How are you going to force her to do that, OP? Now, okay, I understand a lot of siblings are tit for tat. I understand. I understand that there are scores kept in sibling rivalries and sibling spats. Call it what you will. It just takes so much time and energy that I'm like, why? Why? Why is this something that you would devote energy to? There's a lot better things to devote time and energy to, in my opinion. However, she was justified by not inviting her sister. Her sister made a decision that was clearly not logic-driven and was specifically designed to keep her sister away. Otherwise, she would have explained that there were these other kids that she was trying to keep out. But no, she said, no, you, you are too young for the adult atmosphere, etc. She made it about her. So it was clearly targeted and she has every right to do the same targeted bullshit if she wants to. It's her wedding and she's probably right. Sister just wants to be on the yacht. Probably didn't give a shit until she heard that it was on the yacht. Just devoting time to this and just bothers the shit out of me. But no, you were justified. I think the thing, the one thing that you should have done different here is when you guys talked about it, you could have left it at, no, I'm sorry, you didn't invite me, so I didn't invite you. That was the understanding. I told you back then I was going to do it. That's, that's what it was. Instead, she was a little catty during the exchange. And this whole, should I make my sister delete her Facebook posts and make her write this apology letter? Okay. Number one, that's not going to happen. You can't force her to do that. Were you saying to let her go to your wedding? She's not going to do that. I think you're giving yourself a whole lot more credit than you actually have when it comes to being able to force your sister to do things. You couldn't even go to her wedding. So we'll stop pretending that that's going to happen. Okay. That's the part where it's like, I'm not just going to disallow you from attending my wedding. I'm going to take some extra jabs too. And that's where I'm like, okay, you're justified in your action and then you're going too far with it. So actually, I think we're here because it's they should have done it differently. You're not unjustified in your actions here. You could have just done the same thing and been done with it. It was the extra jabs and this whole thinking about forcing her to do embarrassing shit in order to attend your wedding isn't going to happen in the first place. But the fact that you're willing to do it and you're actually considering it makes you an ask on three because you should have approached this differently. Could have been very simple and you could have prevented yourself from being any kind of asshole at all, but instead it's like you couldn't, couldn't take it. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for giving a family heirloom to my second daughter-in-law instead of my first as promised? I-54 have four kids, Milo, 27 male, Dylan, 25 male, Sean, 22 male, and Tanya, 18 female. Milo and Dylan are married. Milo's wife, Olivia, 26 male, married my son three years ago, while Dylan's wife, Allison, 27 female, married my son last year. I will be completely honest, I don't like Olivia, and she doesn't like me either. I don't like how she behaves, how she dresses, and how she looks, and how she has called me Snoopy and controlling because they care for my son and visit him regularly. They're child-free, and while I understand 
understand that it was my son's choice too. I know that it was because Olivia refused to lose her body over a man or baby, which for me was completely egotistical and selfish. If my son is not in the house, she doesn't open the door. Mind you, my son bought that house alone. She says that since we don't have a relationship, I don't need to be there if my son's not there. And what's worse, he agrees. She's only close with my husband, which is totally inappropriate, and I don't like it. Ooh. Allison is totally different. We're close. We share a lot of interests and she does try to have a relationship with me. She's super sweet and caring. She's appropriate and we can spend hours and hours together watching series, knitting or cooking and having fun. She's appropriate. I feel like that's a phrase we need to remember here. Now my husband's family has a beautiful ring that has been passed down for at least 200 years. It's supposed to go to the wife of the first son during their fifth anniversary. That's why it's mine. It's emotionally and monetary invaluable. I know it's supposed to go to Olivia, but she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't even know about it, and I think it's my right to give it to Allison since she's also the wife of one of my sons and will have children to pass it down. I made the mistake of commenting about it with my husband, and he went incredibly mad. He tried to say the ring belongs to his family, and it should be Olivia's whether I like it or not. I tried to talk some sense into him, but he reminded me that while Olivia might not know about the ring, Milo does, and he'll be expecting the ring in two years. I said if we could offer to buy another ring for him, but he said no and called me an asshole. He said that if I don't give it to her, he will since he has all the papers and legally the ring is his. Am I the asshole? I think it's totally reasonable that the ring goes to Allison because she's still the wife of one of my sons. Ah! Who does it belong to? I guess that's the question. Who actually does it belong to? Two. No clue why daughter-in-law number one doesn't want to be close to her. However, on the flip side here, if Milo, Olivia's husband, knows about the ring thing and he's planning on receiving the ring thing, if this really is mother-in-law's decision to make, then he probably needs to be securing that, doesn't he? The assumption on everyone's part right now is that there is no choice involved in the matter. There is no break from protocol in here. And it is a family heirloom for father-in-law, right? It was father-in-law's family heirloom, not mother-in-law's. But if he gives it to her, if that's the person who receives it, I mean, she says here, he said that if I don't give it to her, he will since he has all the papers and legally the ring is his. I don't know how that works because when you give it to someone, wouldn't she actually own it regardless of the paperwork? If this is a family heirloom and the understanding and the paperwork say that it stays in the family's control, it is only on loan to person X, Y, and Z. Legally, would it be the executor of the family estate that makes that decision or father-in-law seems pretty sure that it is under his control here and maybe he's right okay i think we've established that mother-in-law does not have the power to give it to whoever she wants to if it is a family estate controlled ring that is on loan to these wives as they pass it down from generation to generation and that means it's not her choice on where it goes so it doesn't matter if she doesn't like him and that must be milo's understanding here as well because he's like i don't need to smooth anything over we're getting the ring no matter what not that it's you know hugely valuable or that they could ever do anything with it because it legally has to stay within the family but thinking that she can do that just because she doesn't like her there's a part of me that hears what she's saying here and thinks okay if she believes everything that she's saying and she's really trying to look out for the best thing for the family and the ring she could be saying because of who olivia is i don't expect her relationship with my 
son to last that long. And I feel like how she's judging her is kind of in that direction. She basically describes Allison as Kirk Cousins' wife, but she clearly has them judged into different categories here. And that judgment could have something to do with her thinking that's not going to last and thinking there's a risk involved, more risk involved here than here. There's clearly an element of that. So I don't think it's all evil. That's where I'm going with it. Yes, it's the wrong decision. I don't think there's malice or evil behind it. I think she genuinely believes she's doing the right thing. She just, she's really shitty about it. She says, am I the asshole for giving a family heirloom to second daughter-in-law instead of my first as promised? Now, so the question is, if she had actually gone through with it, yes, that would be a big problem, probably in the ask to territory here. We'll go ahead and make that official if she actually did do that, which is the question. The question is, am I the asshole for giving a family heirloom? Not thinking about it, not preferring to but actually executing it. So yes, you did it but two if you actually did it. A lot of them that are not estate controlled would just be a tradition and that's where it would stop. If it is an estate controlled one, which it sounds like it is because he's got the paperwork to back all of this up, then it is something that is legally controlled within the family. It sounds like an old money family. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, we are going to dive in on an update to Am I the Asshole Because My Husband Accused Me of Financial Infidelity? Update, my husband finally calmed down enough to have a conversation with me. As many others who provided comments suggested, it wasn't really about the money, but a window into larger issues in our relationship. Essentially, my husband has been feeling increasingly unhappy with me for a while for the following reasons. In general, he feels that he's a lot more committed to his career development than I am to mine. It's true that although we currently have about the same income, the ceiling for his field, finance, is a lot higher than the one for mine, tech and software dev. He's currently in an executive training program, and I'm decidedly not. He's feeling resentful that he's having to work long hours in a high-pressure environment while I get to work primarily at home doing something that is fun and fairly easy for me and I'm not stretching myself to do more. He's concerned that over time these resentments are going to build and that I'm not going to end up pulling my weight financially if he takes huge leaps in his career and I don't. Is that how marriages work? I had no idea. Dear, we've been doing it wrong, apparently. Yes, we, meaning the rest of the world. He remarked that since getting back into gaming a few months ago, I have been putting a bit less effort into cooking. I do nearly all of the cooking because I work at home and have an easier schedule. Okay. Um, yep, we're gonna go ahead and get that going. It's true that I have been fixing simpler meals, things like grilled chicken salads or chili with cornbread, instead of elaborate meals with fussier foods and several sides. He has also noticed that I haven't been doing the elaborate table settings I used to, with flowers on the table, fancy placemats, etc. Honestly, I didn't realize he noticed or cared about this, but apparently he does. Acts of service are one of his main love languages, so overall, he's feeling a little neglected because of this. Time out. So just want to make sure I've got it right up to this point. He resents you because your job is easier and he has chosen to make his harder, but also resents you because you're not making elaborate scenes for him to come home to. Okay. Just want to make sure I got it right. 
He also feels I'm not putting enough effort into my appearance. Shit, here we go again, brozo. What are you doing? What are you doing, bro? Not in terms of weight or body. I'm a long distance runner and slim, but in terms of things like clothes, hair, etc. It's true that I've never paid much attention to these things, given that I work at home in tech and the standard for appearances is extremely low and I far exceed that. I tend to buy simple, practical clothes at places like Target and Walmart, don't wear much makeup and keep my hair in a simple ponytail. I do glam up a lot more for date nights and other dressy occasions, but most days he comes home from work to find me in a t-shirt and yoga pants with no makeup and he wants me to make more of an effort. Time out. So, resents you because you're not making your work harder just because he is, resents you for not making elaborate dinner scenes for him to walk into, and resents you for not dolling up for him when he gets home from the thing that he chose to make harder. Okay, just want to make sure we got it right up to this point. The bottom line is that because of all these things, he's starting to notice other women. Says he hasn't cheated, he's just noticing other people because he's regularly disappointed in me. I'm going to run out of red flags. And of all the nights that don't have the red flag button, it has to be the king of the freaking red flags here. In particular, given that he works in finance, there are a good number of very career-oriented type A women who manage to have fantastic bodies and have more interesting hobbies. He also said he feels horrible about all this because he knows I'm a good person and that he's being judgmental. That it's not so much I've changed as his own goals and expectations have changed in the past couple of years. The financial infidelity part came into it because he feels that I'm not really investing in myself and our relationship thus cheating on our future in a sense. He also said he loves me enough to be honest. I do believe he isn't trying to be hurtful. I really had to drag all of this out of him. That he doesn't want us to drift apart further. That he doesn't want to be angry and resentful and he knows he is asking for a lot. I know that many on this sub might say I should just tell him to take a hike and call my lawyer but we've been married for 10 years, have invested a lot into the relationship and I want to see if the marriage can be saved. So a couple of things. First, we did make an appointment with a marriage counselor and start next week. Also, I'm going to do at least some of the above. I'm not sure about making myself be more professionally ambitious when I'm already happy with my work-life balance and we're already financially very comfortable, but I can at least try doing other things. Return to spending more time on cooking and decor, fixing myself up a bit when he's on his way home from work, now that I know they are important to him. I also know that in the end, I may feel like I'm just tiptoeing around and contorting myself to please him, but it won't cost me much, certainly much less than a divorce, to try for a month or two and then and see how we both feel. And I know I would always regret it if I didn't try. So maybe not the update that you were expecting or hoping for, but that's where things are. And if folks continue to be interested, I can update further once we've started marriage counseling and once I feel out how the changes are going. Edit. I need to call it a night, but once again, thank you to everyone for your responses. They were really eye-opening and helped me to see that I do deserve better than the way I'm being treated and that the expectations my husband is laying out for me are unfair and unrealistic, especially as he isn't doing anything at all to make it easier for me to meet them or to show me he appreciates my efforts and everything I do bring to the table. I am indeed conditioned to be very people-pleasing, and that is impacting what I think is reasonable here. I have a lot to think about, such as, what do I really want here? What is going to make me happy, especially if I have to keep making myself smaller, metaphorically speaking, and contorting myself to please my husband? That probably came out wrong. Do I really want to be in a marriage under those conditions? I think I'm really selling myself short if I just agree to most of what he demands. Still going to go to the marriage counseling appointment, but I think I will wait to make any other changes until we can at least get some professional input. Thank God. God, because what? 
I'm sure everybody else had the same reaction that I did where it was like, oh shit, she's actually going to try this. She's actually going to give that a go. She's like, I think I can make this work. And we're all like, why? Why? He's got these high standards for her on all aspects of her life. All we know about him, he's in a training program to make more money someday. And it takes him a lot more effort to do that than it takes OP to be where she's comfortable with work-life balance. To me, this is a huge gap in understanding or worldview about what success means. And as a married couple, it is important at some point to agree on what success means means because you can work yourself to death if you want to work yourself to death. And if financials are the only thing that determines success for you, if it's the Ferraris and the Jets, cool, that's success for you. At some point in life, that may change to where time becomes your standard of success. OP talks about work-life balance. Balance is success for people. You guys view success completely differently. Success for him is going and making it rain at work and coming into an elaborate dinner setting and having you dressed to the nines as you walk in, remove the apron from all the shit that you just did while also kicking ass at work and making it rain. But you get to do all the extra stuff when he gets home to welcome him because he's a man, apparently. Like there's nothing else. There's nothing else in here that's like, this is what I really want. And I understand you had to pull that out of him, but were you not alarmed whenever you pulled that out of him? And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, at least he didn't just come in and say this. It makes him less of an asshole that you had to pull it out of him. But the fact that he still let it come out, what he wants is not what you're giving right now. And the fact that you are entertaining the notion of changing to that, you talk about contorting, talk about doing that forever. This is not just a, I'm going to just do a little bit better. I'm going to try a little bit harder at X and Y because it's understandable. This is, I'm going to become someone else's vision. And if you truly love somebody that much, whatever, that's your choice. But becoming someone else's vision of what they expect and what they want, if it's so far from what you are that you have to change who you are, that's wrong. It's not right. It's not respectful of who you are as a person. It's basically him saying his tastes change. That's what he said, right? His ambition has changed with everything and he wants you to just scale your trophy wife, you know, in all aspects is not really the picture of a trophy that he had in his mind for where he should be right now. And that's just making him hate you all over the place. So as long as you're cool with that, whatever, I'm glad there is an update to the update here where she says that she finally realized that it would be contorting just a crazy amount and said that she's going to wait to make any changes until they have professional input. Thank God. We have an update for the Am I the Butthole for Refusing to Take Over My Wife's Household Chores story. Let's dive in. So it turns out my brother-in-law is pretty active here. Hi, Rob. So my wife confronted me after discovering my previous post, and I want to share the outcome of our conversation. I made a mistake by assuming she wasn't or was barely struggling with her pregnancy due to a lack of open communication. She rightfully called me out for dismissing her feelings in the past, and it hit me hard. We had a two-hour conversation where she expressed her experiences and challenges, and I realized how wrong. I was for 
for assuming she was okay when she wasn't. Thank you to all the moms who commented under the original post too. It really shocked me. We've also discussed our vision for parenting, and she has made me aware that prioritizing work would mean minimal time with our child. This resonated with me as I grew up with an absent father and really strongly don't want the same for my child. We talked about tasks she could comfortably do, considering her physical limitations, like washing dishes and folding clothes while sitting. In return, I agreed to help with everything else, such as mopping, gardening, cooking, making the bed, and doing laundry. I realized that rigid roles in the household were problematic, especially with a baby on the way. We need to be flexible and support each other as needed. To those who called me out for appearing sexist, it was never my intention. This situation stemmed from a lack of communication and empathy on my part, which I now recognized. I promised to her to learn from this experience and be a better partner. Also, not an excuse, but I have been so obsessed with work these past few months as I just got a promotion. And I think that's why I've been so blind. I know for a fact that my children would suffer and I'd live to regret it. I apologize profusely to my wife because holy shit was I an idiot. We considered hiring a nanny, but my wife isn't comfortable with the idea yet. Instead, my sister will help out occasionally. To actively participate in parenting, I will take paternity leave in about a month. It's the bare minimum, but it shows my commitment to being more involved and supportive. Lastly, we're thrilled to announce that we'll be welcoming a baby girl into our lives. I want to apologize deeply to my wife, the Reddit community, and anyone else affected by my previous post. I've learned valuable lessons about communication, empathy, and understanding during this transformative time. Thank you for holding me accountable and offering support and guidance. Also, holy shit, I got cross-posted on Am I the Devil? That was a wake-up call, man. Our faith in humanity has been restored. All of these shitty stories about shitty, shitty assholes. And homeboy comes in who was a shitty asshole and is like, I was a shitty asshole. And I say this a lot, but when you are in the wrong, when your partner has communicated something that they feel like needs to change to you, the words, I'm sorry, I'll do better, speak volumes. And he said them. I was watching specifically for those two things, and he checked both boxes here. He apologized greatly and said, I will do better. I will learn more. I will step up. I will take all of these things into consideration because I am a dick. Apparently, my worldview was I understand and recognize that it needs to change and I'm willing to do the work to make that happen. So long as this isn't all bullshit because he got found out, it is a possibility. We can't ignore that fact. So long as this isn't 100% bullshit, that is just an act, then this dude has restored my faith in humanity. Unless he's faking it. The part about this that sucks is that he had to hear it from someone other than his wife for it to click, for it to make sense. There's a trust and a respect issue there still. If your partner asks you something and you tell them something and they don't believe you or don't give you enough credibility to matter and still have to reference the outside world or some outside source, that can sting. And I'm just saying that that still sucks. He obviously has a very long way to go and he realizes that, so whatever. But you know, that's one thing that does strike me here too as a, he got a long way to go, but. Still, man, what a turn. That may be an award winner for the Dusties. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share.
Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.